0: So you're probably saying, what in the world is he doing today? So that is the sound that you do not want to hear in two specific places. Number one, in the campground. That is a full-grown grizzly bear, which no one wants to encounter when you're in the woods. The other time you don't want to hear the sound of a bear is when your entire retirement is inside the stock market and unfortunately so many of you out there are caught in this this craziness that's going on with you know the the, the quote-unquote fiduciary you know I've, I've been catching a lot of heat with what I've been talking about on the last couple of podcasts um this is one of these uh times where you have to pick (laughs) you got to pick a side you know which side am I on am I on the side of 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 the you know the money managers and Wall Street and I I think anyone that's been following the podcast or any of the things that I've been trying to do for the last few years knows that I'm not going to take that path I'm, I'm not going to sit here and ignore a absolute travesty that's been going on inside the baby boomer world I mean right now I'm looking at a NASDAQ. And unfortunately, I have to be honest, I've been talking to people, and I do it all the time. I say that on every single podcast. I'm not a a person that just sits behind a microphone seven days a week and and pontificates. I actually am in the trenches, talking to people, going through the psychological torture of what's going on today. And, And unfortunately, for the people that are listening to me, they've also been watching the webinars and the topics that I've been covering, and I was laying out the evidence that sh- that that basically pointed to the sell-off and the continued volatility that we're likely going to see for for a, an extended period of time. It, you know, if you're hoping this is the V-shaped recovery like COVID, um, go back and listen to the podcast when when we said COVID, right? I, I forget what it was, but it was in that probably February of 2020. Our podcast talked about this. We called it The Boy Who Cried Wolf. And we all recognized a V-shaped recovery situation because COVID came on so quickly. It was a medical type of situation. It wasn't a financial situation. Yes, it did end up taking down the the world's economy, but everything just got pent up and it was ready to explode the minute that this got, you know, resolved. And, And it exploded before it was even resolved. If you look at the charts, it only took a few months for COVID to strike the markets and then retreat. So, you know, when when we talk about evidence, COVID is not the evidence. It's it's not the solution. As a matter of fact, it's the worst rationale for the fact that you're still in the stock market and you're you're watching with with basically Alka Seltzer in your glass. You're watching your your statements come in. And not knowing what tomorrow will bring. And and it's actually that crazy. If you watch the markets every day, and and you know what? I I heard Warren Buffett, he said it perfectly. You know, if you're still in the markets, don't look at them. <laughs> Just ignore it. Well, that's great. If you're 45 or, you know, even if you're 50 years old, I mean that's that's okay. So ignore it. But it's not it's not a good answer. It's actually a stupid answer when you think about it, because the right answer would have been having a plan. You know, if you go to a and 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 today, I, I hate to even use the analogy after the, what's happened down in Texas. I mean, our our hearts go out to all of the families in Texas in this mass shooting, another horrible event in the United States. And you know, the, the the reality that we are just so so detached from mental illness and and looking for these folks that need some sort of interventions or help or something to to not let these things happen. I know everybody wants to blame guns, but I've yet to see a gun go off on its own. People just, guns don't kill, people kill. And if people don't have guns, they're going to make bombs. And if they don't have bombs, they're going to use cars. If they don't have cars, you know, the point is mental illness is the problem. And, you know, I I live here in the Hudson Valley, and we used to have a massive psych center in, uh, in Dutchess County. Now it's the home of a, a shop right and a Home Depot, but it used to be this massive, um, you know, multi-building, gigantic brick buildings that was where people that had mental illnesses would go and get treated, and, and they would be taken off the streets where they could pose harm to others. Well, We don't have that anymore. I know there's little houses around the area, and, and I, I think we're just, our focus is wrong. If we took forty billion dollars and put it towards mental illness in the United States, what would that look like? So, you know, we we need to start letting our logical voices be heard. And that is the cry. Stop focusing on guns, President Biden. Start stop talking about, you know, all, all the, uh, the the Green New Deal and all of the build back better. I'm I'm still surprised he can throw three alliterations of B's together and, and get it out in, in one shot. We need to focus on mental illness. We need to get help to these people. We need to get them out of the public until they're they're cured. And these young people are are just falling victim to all these mental uh, problems. You know, between video games and shoot them up and you know just save the universe. I just I just really am fearful for the for the next generation. So uh, let's take the next forty billion. We're going to write a check for and let's put it towards mental wellness and, and help people and stop the source of these atrocities. Um, but, you know, anyway, I didn't mean to go off on that, but it really did hit me hard as a, as a dad and a future grandpa. I just hate the idea that our children aren't safe when they go to school. And uh, until we do that, we do need to protect our schools better. The only voice I heard on this that I really aligned with was talking last night. I don't even remember what show I was watching. And it was talking about having having really strong security, armed security at these schools. And layers, have something outside where people can't get in. You know, protect the schools like we protect the, uh, and I don't want to say even the airlines, because, you know, I, I don't know if somebody decided to walk into um, before TSA in an airport and started hurting people. I don't know what would stop that. I mean, if you, you think about that, you're not really tested until you go to, Get to the gate to get on your plane. You're not checked, but uh, the idea is we really do need to start protecting our children. It, it is the one thing that we all should not be separated on. Um, so anyhow, that's that's my my piece on that. But where I was going with the analogy is that the school system, you know, other than the the the, the violence that we just saw, is very careful about preventing things like how do we get kids out of school now when I was in in elementary school we had to do the bomb drill right we had to pull the shades down and get under our desk I mean things like that just you know you say that to kids today they're like what yeah we had to do that right we had the drills and the point is is that we practiced for something that could happen right we've seen two market crashes in my adult years 2000 and 2008 Well, this is now potentially the third. Uh, I think it's just the beginning. I don't think this is actually it. I think this is just the, the tremor before the quake. But my point is that children are more prepared or problems that are potentially going to happen. Fire drills, right? The kids know how to get out of their classrooms, how to go to their safe spots, and I'm I'm sure something like that did actually happen down in Texas yesterday. We don't know what happened, what their protocols are, but again, there there is a training for what could happen. So let's think about that in in what I talk about in in finance. We had 2000 ups caught us, right? Oh darn, that shouldn't happen again. 2008. Oh. Jeez, it happened again. I can't believe that happened again. Now, we've had two scenarios where if you had the evidence, if you were watching for problems, instead of just kind of skating by on on the success of an over-credit-reliant stock market, if you had people that were doing what I've been doing on these webinars for the last couple years, laying out evidence that there is a danger, there's a real danger And that you need to have a plan. Well, if your advisor who saw this happen twice, they didn't even have to be old enough to trade it back in 2000. They just have to know how to go back and read and and study what caused it. And go even before that, go back and look at the Japanese Nikkei, which is what I keep saying we're more aligned with is a Japanese Nikkei-like. I'm not saying the conditions are identical. I'm saying that the outcome is potentially the same where we recognize an incredibly high market top that was, that was fueled by trillions of dollars printed by a government. This was not built on the success of corporations and their profiting from your hard-earned dollars. It's the printing of money, guys. That's what created this inflationary situation that we're looking at. So, you know, the, the idea that anyone... That anyone who's a baby boomer, now granted, again, 35 years old, who cares, right? How much money did you really have in the market? Now you get a chance to dollar cost average down. Keep going. I I would tell anybody in their 30s and and early 40s, just keep your foot on the gas pedal. What are you worried about? What did you actually lose on paper? Don't worry about it. Stay the long course. But if you're a baby boomer, there is absolutely no reason in the world that you should be feeling like, oh my God, how did this happen? And what's even worse are the baby boomers who who were aware that it could happen and their advisors gave them that. Don't worry, you're in it for the long haul. Markets do this all the time. The head fakes. Isn't it amazing how the phone calls come when the markets are having a good day? They don't come when the market's down a 1,000. They call you back when the market's up eight hundred. That's part of what we call the head fakes and buying into this. So I was going to do a a webinar this week. As a matter of fact, it was going to be today. Unfortunately, this situation just started to unfold so quickly. And I've been trying to react so quickly on my side to what I'm putting out for people to, to use as a potential rescue raft. So instead of building the webinar for today, which I wanted to record this morning, actually wanted to record it yesterday and then I wanted to play it tonight and play it twice or three times I think I told Anthony that we were going to try to do I pulled that back and we've been working I took you know Anthony has been buried now so since he got back from his his little trip with my son and their buddies on their their trip to um where the heck you guys go myrtle myrtle beach uh He came back and I slammed him. I said, okay, I built a website. It's on paper here. I built it inside of PowerPoint. I need this website. I bought a domain name. We need to get this done ASAP. And I I also went out and got one of my media companies that I work with to get behind my, my campaign. So what we did since I last spoke on a podcast is I had to find a call to action to help you. I had to come up with a plan to help you. I had to come up with a way to make the advisors responsible for missing all the signals. You know, I, I, I did the train thing last podcast and, and a couple of my my uh, my loyals uh, that I call them the great people that I talk to and I I, I respect when I get emails from them. And uh, I, my friend Gary writes choo choo. <laughs> he didn't have to say another word. He said, I love that podcast. And it was choo choo because I kept saying you wouldn't get run over by a train. Well, you got run over by a train. It's called an advisor who didn't see the signs, didn't see the crossing signals and let you go out and get hit by the train. So we, we need to hold people accountable. Now I know why, and I've heard it time after time. And uh, I just told a story the other day, uh, one of the advisors that, uh, that has been my testing ground, right? So I I have Brian on all the time. Brian is a young advisor. He is uh, he's, He's smart enough to listen to older people, right? So he's really good. He's a very, very smart economist. He's now doing, you know, money management for others. And he's following a core belief. Know when to get out. Know how long to stay out. Know when to get back in. And to me, that's fundamentally the most important thing. Because if you were in the market, realistically, if you were in the market, even through COVID, you could have sat through COVID. It wasn't that bad. Some people got out, some people didn't. But at the end of the day, as long as you didn't get out at the bottom of COVID, you got pretty much unscathed. And you had about six months of of, uh, of pain while the markets were going through the v shaped recovery, which 90% of people called, including me. Um, so that wasn't it. But if you were following the same strategy, the, the in and out process that Brian has promised and he has pledged to me that he will do, you wouldn't be going through any of this right now. So what am I doing? So I realized, okay, I've spent the last three years communicating the evidence pointing towards when and how the markets would likely burn up. And I've used the everything bubble. As a matter of fact, I had Jimmy Morrison on a podcast and he has the the uh, documentaries um, I think called The Bubble, and uh, it, it's pretty cool. I, I just actually found a whole box of CDs or DVDs in our warehouse here, and, I, and I'd be happy to give them out to anybody who would like to see the movie The Bubble. Uh, hopefully, you still have a DVD player. I, I actually don't have one anymore at home, but if you uh, if you like one, just write me today, and I'll send that to you. So it's just uh, brett, B-R-E-T-T, at retirementarchitecture.com um or Brett at badunclesam dot com, which is, you know, a lot of people like that email address. It's very easy to remember. So either one, Brett at badunclesam.com or Brett at retirementarchitecture.com. And Brett does have two Ts. I'd uh, be happy to send anyone out as until I don't have any more. Jimmy Morrison's the bubble. And and also with that, I'll send you the podcast that we did with Jimmy. Um, which talks about what's going on today. So I imagine Jimmy's running around with a movie camera right now. I probably should reach out to him and say, hey, are you shooting? Because you should come to my office and listen to some of the things that we're talking about and what we've been doing since we last spoke. So I'm actually going to make a mental note here and, and reach out for him. So we're now sitting in a place where how do I help baby boomers and what did I do wrong? So I've been educating the wrong people. I've been educating the baby boomer. And the baby boomer went to their advisor and said, hey, I think I should be in cash. And the advisor said, nah, that's okay. It, it, it's all good. I, I've got your back. Don't worry about this. we got systems. We've got tools. we got intuition. Now, they have all these amazing things, except one thing. They don't have science. They didn't have science that said when to get out. They had speculate, speculation. Oh, I think we should get out. I think we should stay in. Well, the big shots, well, you know what? All the big shots... They're basically full of shit. They're basically out there keeping people in the markets for a reason. If all the baby boomers decided to get out, there'd be no stock market. There's trillions in these markets right now that belong to baby boomers. They can't let you out. So guess what? The majority of baby boomers are going to go back and tell their grandchildren someday how they had millions back in 2022, 2021. And boy, if I would have had the money I had back then, you kids would be going to Harvard right now. Well, that's, that's potentially at risk because this is how the system works. The word fiduciary is wrong. It worked when people were enjoying the upside of the market. We only do better. Now, I'm going to tear that apart. Everybody reminds me of Ken Fisher all the time. And it's because I'm, I'm actually a very strong proponent right now for certain annuities. And annuities are like the redheaded stepchild. I mean, they're just plowed by people online and disparaged by advisors. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple comments on that in today's podcast because I'm tired of it. And I think it's steering people in the wrong direction. And I'm going to tell you an absolute recipe how you can get back some of your losses immediately how you can get back more than what you lost in a certain component of your retirement and how to turn that into income because that is what retirement's about. It's about income. And then whatever's left, that's your legacy, right? So we got to learn how to partition our monies and and what we should do. So I'm going to hold that to the end. And that's how I'm going to finish today is I'm going to tell you why I am an absolute proponent in this market for certain, like I can't be more emphatic certain specific annuities with certain specific companies, period. And I'll share that with you. And it's it's on me. I'm going to put it out there and, and and you can do with it what you want. You can call me crazy and go, you know, listen to the next Ken Fisher guy who tells you he's a fiduciary and looks out for your best interest. So let me tell you why that, that word in that commercial, that Ken Fisher commercial really bugs me. Number one, They've got this gal on there who does a good job. She's, she's got something special about her. She's, it's funny. She's clearly not an actress. She's, she's kind of, uh, I don't want to say awkward, but she comes off a little bit you know, different. But I like her. I think she's a good spokesperson. And, and the person says, well, don't you make big commissions? And she says, no, we're a fiduciary. We do better when you do better. Let me take that apart for a minute because it's really important to understand what they're saying. When they're saying we're a fiduciary, yes, they're not getting commissions. Okay, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's something wrong with commissions? There's, there's something wrong with people getting paid to do something that you need? I mean, is, is that how the real estate world is going to end up? where we shouldn't have real estate professionals that can help you buy the right house and not buy the wrong house and et cetera? Like we have no problem paying real estate people commissions. Why do we have such a problem with financial uh, uh, commissions? I don't get it. Well, here's why. When you're with a fiduciary, when you're with a Ken Fisher fiduciary, and I'm picking on him because he's a public figure, right? He put himself out there. And and I'm only taking apart the commercial just so you can think differently when you hear it and when you see it next time. So the statement is, we do better when you do better. Oh, that's terrific. What does that mean? It doesn't that that doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you take apart how the fiduciary works. The fiduciary gets paid on the amount of money that you have in the market, right? Think about this. Ken Fisher's people are making less right now because you have less. (laughs) They do better when you have more. So they always want you to have more because they're getting paid based on how much they manage of your money. So when they say we do better when you do better... What they're not saying is we lose when you lose because they do, but they're not losing because they're not charging you. They're charging you the same thing they charge you when they're making money. They're charging you the exact same type of commissions. It is a commission, but it's called a fee, right? It's a fee to manage your money and it doesn't change. They don't stop charging you when they lose money. When you lose money, they don't really lose it. They just don't let you keep it, right? That's really what's happening. So, when the next time you watch that commercial, think about what I just said. We do better when you do better because they want you in the market. Now, let's, let's take that back to what I said last week. What if their advisors all felt the way I felt and said, you know, okay, it's, it's time to get out. <laughs> it's time to go sit in cash and let this thing unfold. You, you're a baby boomer. You got a couple million bucks. Let's put that on ice. Let's sit back and watch what's going on. If they had the science that I promote, there wouldn't even be a question. There'd be an absolute reason to be out of the markets. But the problem becomes their, their systems don't want people in cash because many of the uh, broker dealers and and registered investment advisory firms, they don't want, they don't want you, the client being charged when your money is sitting in cash. And I'm talking literal cash, like put the money in an account. You can do a money market or or whatever you want to call it. But if your money's not being quote unquote managed, then you shouldn't be charged a fee. Well, is it really right to say it's not managed if your advisor puts you in cash? To me, that's the greatest management of all. I, I would love to hear an advisor say, well, you know, I put my clients in cash. Well, the only one I know that does that is the one that can say, I didn't cause people to lose 30% of their money. Very few people. Now, I'm trying to change that. I'm, I'm trying to use the, the, you know, some of the tools that I've been gifted with, which is communication, it's marketing, it's, it's website building, it's, it's getting a message across. But now I'm starting to shift the message. Now I'm starting to go out and say, okay, I've got to change the way advisors think and do especially for the baby boomers. Now, I'm going to tell you without any any question whatsoever that if you're a baby boomer or if you're nearing retirement, you probably should be thinking about an advisor that specializes in that space. How how does an advisor manage a 35-year-old's portfolio or a 45-year-old's portfolio and then manage yours if you're 58 years old, 59, 60 years old? You have entirely different needs. Are they really sitting there with, you know, 18 different uh, spreadsheets in front of them and saying, okay, this is what I do for the boomer and I got to get the boomers out. And I got No, they just stick to the same old response. You're in it for the long haul, markets always come back. That's great, but that's not what I'm paying somebody for. I want to be out of the markets when they go down and I want to be able to go back in as they're going up. I want to keep what I have and I want to grow it from there. Now, for those of you that are sitting back wondering what the heck are you going to do here? What if this is a cliff? What if we are working our way backwards? What, what happens then? What, what if this was just a little shelf that we're sitting on before we take another ride to another low? Are you just going to become more convicted to staying the course to get your money back? Is that any way to be preparing for retirement? Is it helping you book that wonderful trip to uh, Italy or to Africa or, or wherever? I mean, these these brilliant ideas that are out there for travel and seeing the world. Um, I just watched a show last night, uh, Gino's Italian Escape. Great show. I watched four episodes last night. I'm going to Italy. It's a, my only thing I'm going to do. Well, I don't want to be questioning when I'm going to be able to do that based on what the markets are doing and what my advisor isn't doing. So I I went to work. I built a new website. It's not published yet. It'll be published probably by the time you hear this podcast. It'll be up and it'll be rough because I did it myself. I did it over the last 48 hours. I've I've actually told Anthony I got the worst stiff neck because I've got two monitors and I stayed here. I, I basically wrote for almost 12 hours yesterday and I just left and I'm still sore today. So I told Ann, let's do the podcast this morning because I can't sit here and, and type anymore. So I bought a domain and it's called should have seen Think about that. Should have seen And that website is going to be a place where baby boomers can go who want to fire their advisor, but are afraid to, or they just don't like confrontation. Let's face it. We're all good people and we're not those that like to go into a, you know, a crowded bar and pick a fight. What we like to do is, is go through life without having confrontation for the most part. Most people listening to this are that way. Well, guys, you don't have to actually call your advisor because I know what happens and I've seen it happen you call your advisor and you're really mad. You're like, Oh my gosh, I should have. you. I saw this coming. How did you not see it coming? And the advisor will go, ah, oh, you know, Hey, let's settle down here for a second. Cause you know, this, there were signals, but you know, we were trying to do our job and, and trying to help you put a little bit more away before this thing unfolded. And unfortunately it came apart a lot faster. Damn that Biden or damn that Putin, right? They'll have something to blame other than the fact that they missed the science, there's nothing to this that you have to do except science that tells you when the market trends are changing. And I will have that on this website, should have seen it Now from there, I will also give you the tools of how you can fire your advisor without making a phone call. You don't have to do the Donald Trump thing and say you're fired. You don't have to do that, because what happens is they're going to call you back, and they're going to put the top person, the retention expert, on the phone, who's going to tell you that it was all the advisor that you worked with. You know, he missed the meeting. <laughs> they're going to just tell you something because they don't want you to leave. They need your money because that's their engine. That that money is how they all make their money. It's the fees that they're charging you, which in most cases are a percent in total, maybe a little more depending on how much money you have. It's rare if it's less than 1%, maybe three quarters of a percent. But add that up. You've got a million bucks and you're paying, paying a percent, on that money every year, that's a lot of money that you're paying somebody to watch your, your, uh, your portfolio. And again, the only thing they really had to do is know when to get you out. That's all they had to do. Everything else is, has been pretty systematic. If you just stayed in the market for the last 10 years, you made money. But the idea that you, you needed a way to know when to get in and when to get out, and you didn't have that is why you should fire your advisor. They didn't have that. That's what baby boomers need. The biggest thing you need is somebody who knows how to get in and how to get out, not how to make money when they're in. That'll just happen. You'll make money when you're in as long as the science says that's when you're in. So on itcoming.com, we will have the the science that I'm talking about. And now retirement architecture is working to build a algorithmic kind of model that basically sits on top of the moving average conversions divergence method that I've mentioned on several podcasts and basically using that to create a, a place where advisors, because we're not giving advice. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you there's a science, here's a science, and the science tells people what they should do. And by the way, the science has been right pretty much most of the time, if not all the time. And advisors have been wrong pretty much most of the time when it comes to getting in and out of crashes. If they weren't you probably would have an extra 5 million bucks now if you knew when to get out in 08, when to get back in and when to get out in COVID, when to get back in same thing in 2000. And and also right now, right. If you would have had this working for you, instead you just had somebody that got paid to sit back and play golf and, you know, call you every once in a while, say happy birthday and, you know, send you, send you a, a nice card on your anniversary, whatever they do. That's their thing. So Should have seen it coming.com. How appropriate, right? It makes sense. You should have seen it coming. How did someone not see the same evidence that I shared with you in podcast, the the last three podcasts? I I actually did it as if I was an attorney making a case to a jury. I laid out evidence. I even called it evidence. I showed all these things and why this was going to happen. So should have seen it happen.com. If you're already checking that site out. The tools that are there are just a suggestion. I'm helping people fire their advisors without going through that that hard phone call and knowing that you're going to get something back. You know, I've, I've actually had clients called stupid by advisors who were just trying that last ditch effort to keep somebody from leaving their management. Well, you don't have to do that. What we'll do is we'll give you a letter that you can use that basically says, look, don't call me you're terminated. Just don't call me. Don't have your retention experts call me, period. You're done. That's it. That's it. that's easy to do. You can send a letter and you could send it out. Maybe put a lotto ticket in there or something if you want to feel good about yourself. But the point is, is you can actually go and open your own place to put the money without taking a loss. You don't have to sell your stocks and the things that are down because you're changing advisor you don't even have to worry about going and finding the right advisor immediately. You can do it differently this time. You can move your money into, and I use TD. I use TD Ameritrade because I found that process really, really simple. It's basically about a three-page form that you fill out. And if you want everything to move in the manner that it is, and I, I wouldn't blame you to do that. I wouldn't blame you if you moved everything as is to your TD account. So you go to TD if you choose TD you can go to Schwab but i'm i'm using TD because i don't i'm not i'm not paid by any of them they're not paying me they're not advertisers i have no relationship with TD Ameritrade i have no relationship with Schwab none of that i don't have anything going on here there's no agenda other than helping you and by the way i'm getting a bigger audience because if you're hearing this and you know that you got 8 or 9 buddies of yours and friends and coworkers that are going through this right now turn them on to this, send them this podcast. And, you know, I may have to be doing it out of a bunker pretty soon, but I pretty much have a bunker in my studio right now. It's, it's pretty safe in here. But what I'm suggesting is we need to have this go out virally. It's, it's not going to get promoted. Um, I, I'm not a Facebook person. I don't use Instagram. I use this venue. I use podcasts. I use webinars. And I rely on baby boomers to talk to each other. So on the site, coming.com. You will be able to get a letter, a copy. It's, it's not going to be, you don't print it and sign it and send it. It's there. You want to write it. You want to cut and paste it and make it your own. That's fine. I'm just trying to help you avoid confrontation. So the first thing you do is you send the letter out. There you go. Goodbye, advisor. You should have been more prepared. You should have seen it coming. You could put that in a letter if you want. Then on the other side, you're going to go to TD or other, and you're going to open an account. You're going to open an account. You're going to be basically a pro se, do-it-yourself advisor until you have time to actually interview someone for the job who can handle your needs today that are different than they were 10 years ago. Yes, accumulation. If your advisor helped you, that was just really good timing, right? Good timing for the advisor. They made a lot of money on you. Again, if they're making, if they're putting a half a point a year in your, in their pocket. That's not, you know, charity that you paid for that. It came out of your pocket, out of your gains. And it probably costs you a full percent to pay everybody that's involved in that. People are like, Oh, I can't stand commissions. Really? Do you, do you understand you're paying $10,000 a year for somebody to play golf while you're, while your investments soak in the market? How, how infuriating is that? Especially today, right? They had all this time, they had 10 years they had since the markets crashed more than 10, 12 years 13 years since the market last crashed to prepare for the fire drill. <laughs> They've had all this time to get their plan together. What am I going to do? How am I going to protect my boomers? You know, what am I going to use? What's my signal? Am I going to wait for, you know, the skies to open up or, you know, what? what's going to be my... They had 12 years to prepare for this emergency, 12 years. Do they get a second chance? No, you don't have a second chance. <laughs> don't do that. So go to shouldhaveseenitcoming.com. Follow the instructions if you'd like. It's not financial advice. This is just a good idea for you to think about. Open a TD account and move your money there. And if you follow the science that I believe in and you believe the evidence says you should have got out a little while ago and maybe you should get out now and because and, and, you're You're unfortunately, you would have got out on on January 21st, 2022, if you were using this strategy and you would have been out since. There was a little bit what we call head fake. I, I call that in the webinars, a little head fake that you might've gone in and you could use all the same things. You could buy the exact same stuff you had. You don't have to change anything. You can keep all the things that you own. You're just in and out depending on what the trends are doing. So you get it into your TD account. It all comes over. No tax hit because you're not selling anything. You're not buying, you're not selling, you're just transferring to keep control yourself. Then you can decide what you want to do. And I will have, I'm gonna be working at the same time with advisors who get this, who get this responsibility. I have several, I've got at least five, if not 10 guys right now saying, all right, Brett, when do we start? Because they get it, they feel terrible. They didn't have a signal. They were waiting for it to come from the higher ups inside their financial networks. And nobody gave the sell signal. They all just keep saying hold, hold, hold. I mean, what is with hold? Sell, sit, wait, buy, grow. <laughs> it's so simple. Like this is this is such a simple thing to do. So should have seen it coming.com. Go in, get yourself a, an account. I'm suggesting you look at TD. I'm not recommending TD Ameritrade. You can easily have your money transferred in a matter of days without the stress and the fight that you can expect that that wonderful advisor that you trusted all those years, as soon as you say you're leaving that nice person's not going to be so nice anymore. That person who you think is your friend it's not going to be your friend anymore. They're going to be like a, a badger protecting their, their kids, right? They're going to be like, wait a minute, what did I do to you? I made you all this money. This is ridiculous. You took advantage of me. I did all that. No, no, no. They worked for you. You paid them. They had 10 years, 12 years, 13 years to prepare for the fire drill, and they didn't make the call. That's it. Time for somebody new. That's all. And I am going to actively be training these people. Now, they're going to pay me. I'm not going to do this for free. I am going to charge for my services. I am absolutely going to get paid to consult on this to the financial advisors. But I am not a financial advisor. So don't ask me to do your money. Not, not interested. Won't do it, right? So you're, you'll meet people who are following what you'll be following if you continue to subscribe to these podcasts the webinars that we do, and my emails. Please take the emails because I'll send you out important things like, hey, I've got a really important podcast, check it out. Or, hey, there's a webinar tonight, don't miss it. And guess what? The advisors that are going to be on the list that you'll meet through me, they will be attending these things too. So for once, you'll be on the same page as, as the advisor, and you can talk about things from the perspective of the things that we bring you As far as in and out, that's all I'm going to tell you is, okay, it's time in, it's time out. Not going to tell you what to own. Not going to tell you what to invest in. I don't know if it's energy or gold. I don't really know. I'm not a financial advisor. But I do know how to look at a chart and a scientific method and say, yeah, you should have been out. So I promised you that I was going to end this by talking about a product that I think is so defamed that it's ridiculous. There is a system right now. Now, I'm talking to the person who's got a 60-40 blend Let's say you've got a million bucks, 60-40 blend. 60% in equities getting clobbered. 40% in bonds, not doing that great, but not getting as clobbered as much as the equities. There is a way that you can take the bond side and you can turn that into a profit right now and you can you can get rid of bonds. You can take a, a position in a product that'll give you a 30% Bonus 30% if you're down 27. Right now, if you're in the NASDAQ exclusively, you're down 27.64. I'm basically giving you a time machine that I can go back and erase that by giving you 30% back on the bonds that aren't even down that bad. Right. So you go into the time machine, you get this product. The product is what we call a fixed index annuity. Now, guys, I've never been an annuity guy. I'm like, you know, I I do like life insurance, but I'm not an annuity guy. But now I see what's what's needed and things change as time changes. So what does this fixed index annuity thing do? And why is it that it's such a bad thing that Ken Fisher'd rather die and go to hell than help you get one of these things? Fixed index annuity allows you to be participating in an index, but not in the stock market. You don't have any risk of loss your money would be protected and this is why companies are important. I only have a couple companies that I think I would be putting my own family members in if I did one of these products. And by the way, if you're in new York, in a if you're in New York this is tough to do because New York is the only state in the United States that makes it almost impossible for these products to be sold and that's because guess what? Wall Street's got a pretty heavy lobby in our state. But any other state, 49 other states, you have the ability to get these fixed index annuity products they will give you a 30% sign on bonus. This is a bond replacement. Okay. It's not an investment. It's not your growth money. It's your safe money. 30% invest bonus. And then they'll give you a, a, an increased crediting rate on the index that you'd be in. Now you can't just go and move the money in and say, okay, give me back my money and give me my 30%. It doesn't work like that guys. This is an income play for retirement. Your growth money is still your problem. You still got to figure that out. And I'll give you the advisors that'll work on the system that I've been promoting for the last couple of years. So a fixed index annuity allows you to get out of bonds. It allows you to get a guaranteed principal placement of your money. It'll give you a 30% bonus. So bang, you're right up to to profitability. uh, Even if it was in the stock market, you could even do it with stock market money, but you're not going to do it with all your money. Once you have this in place, you will get index growth, and when the markets tank, you get zero. Now, there's also a rate lock feature with some of these companies, which is brilliant. And, and I'm happy to explain that in a podcast or I'll do it in a webinar, whatever it takes. Or even I'll do a Zoom meeting if you want to do it with me. I'd be happy to help you with that. I, I do believe in the product. I do push a lot of people out of bonds and into these fixed index annuities because I think they're brilliant. But everybody on the internet will tell you that I'm stupid and that there's commissions. Yep, somebody's going to get paid to put this in your put this in for you. But guess what? If you put a million dollars in the product and you look at the screen when you get it there, it's still a million dollars there. <laughs> there's still a million bucks. Why? Because it's a fixed index annuity. They're, they're, the companies that offer them are going to make money on your money, and then they're going to pay the person who has to put all of it together. Fill out all the forms. By the way, it's like filling out a magazine. There's a lot of paperwork, but you don't have to do it all. If the advisor does that. And yes, shame on that that nasty advisor. They will get paid and they'll get paid well to do it because there's a lot of responsibilities in doing this for someone. So get past the fact that somebody's going to get paid to do it. If you want somebody to work for free, I don't know, you should be expecting brilliance, right? Free isn't always brilliant. Um, so... Fixed index annuity, replace bonds, 30% bonus. You're instantly back and you have a profit on, your, on this year, 2022. And that means you're basically doing at the all-time highs because you're going back to before 2022 started to slide. The product will be index-based, meaning you don't lose any money when the markets are down and you get a performance. You get to, you get to participate in the performance and so does the insurance company. So what? You're guaranteed zero. They're going to give you a cut. You can even do a Roth conversion inside of this, right? So now we're saying, oh man, a few months ago, I was talking Roth conversions. Nobody cares about Roth conversions right now. They care about getting their money back. So this is how you do it. So 40%, maybe 50% of your money maximum, depending on how old you are and how much money you have. It may be less if you're very cavalier and believe that you're gonna fix, find the bottom and go to town on that. That's cool. But I'm gonna give you a really good recommendation for safe money. And if I can help you create a tax free income for life without giving the, the, the money to the insurance company if you die, it's all that old stuff is, is gone. These products are modern, they're smart, they're beneficial, and they're appropriate given what's going on today. So, a couple things. The website is, you should be able to say this without me saying it now, should have seen it coming.com. Give it a day and I are going to try to put it up, but I I haven't had an editor review it yet. It's all raw. It's going up because it needs to be there right away. You'll be able to move your monies instantly without having to go cry and listen to your, your advisor tell you why he can't pay his house payment. If you move his money, not your problem. had a chance missed his, he wasn't practiced and ready for the emergency gone. Take your money back, go through and talk to a couple advisors. I will put people in front of you. I promise you that. And, and, and guys, Please don't expect me to have somebody that's down the street in the, in the corner office for you. This is going to take a long time to even make a little dent in this business because there's hundreds of thousands of advisors out there. I'm not going to be able to tell you, and by the way, I'm not going to try to convert people. If advisors come to us, I'm glad to work with them. I am not interested in taking your advisor who missed this, who's going to be mad at me for what I do and try to convert them. So please don't ask me to work with your advisor. No fired. That guy's fired. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your best friend. It's fired. They, they missed the signal. Let's start new. Let's start new with someone who's trained, who's happy. And by the way, the person who you're likely going to meet may have lost other people, their money, but at least they were smart enough to go look for the, the reason that they got it wrong. And they're correcting that. And that's to your benefit. So I won't have somebody in your neighborhood, almost guaranteed not to. Hopefully I'll have somebody in your state, but it doesn't matter. Most of these advisors can work throughout the United States. They just get licensed in each state and they have tools that report. They're very video focused. They'll do Zoom meetings. And by the way, I I wrote on the website today, you're better off having a recorded Zoom meeting in your folder than a receipt for the parking lot that you had to go to to see your advisor. Believe me when I tell you, having a recorded meeting in your archives with your advisor is a smart thing to do. And it's so simple. Why do you want to go sit in their office? I mean, there's still COVID running around, but even without COVID, it's not convenient. Do a Zoom call. If you don't have a full-size monitor, go buy one. They're 250 bucks at Best Buy. Go buy a monitor. Go buy, just go buy a smart TV and and, and hook it up to a, a cheap little computer and boom, you're, you're state of the art. Um, so that's what I wanted to do today. And, and I'm going to put this podcast on shouldhaveseenitcoming.com. So if you want to hear it again, it'll be there probably by tomorrow. And, and hopefully you enjoyed what I'm talking about. I'm not quitting on this guys. And I'm not, I'm taking a lot of heat for this. I'm taking a lot of heat because I'm breaking the mold, but guess what? I'm not in the mold. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't want to manage your money. I want to help you and people will pay me to meet you. That's the name of the game, right? So I'm able to help you without charging you, but I'm not going to help other people be better at business unless they pay me to, so that I can keep the message going. After all, we are still in a country that's based on capitalism, and we all need to make money. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, you don't want to hear that bear again. It'll be on the website. When you land on the website, I'm, I'm going to try to get Anthony to make the bear. There it is. That's going to be on the website. So when you land there, by the way, the homepage, I think, is pretty funny. So check it out when you look at it. You know I like to put some humor around things. The podcast, last podcast, I think it's 54, will be there. This podcast, 55, will be there. The method to get the money into your own control will be there. No confrontation, no phone calls. And if you want to do something nice for your advisor, when you send the letter, send them a thank you don't be mad send them a thank you for everything they done they did to get you to where you were just saying a letter I've moved into a different direction based on my age and where I am it can be a civil thing we don't have to be nasty so on behalf of everyone at deserve magazine divert deserve podcast and now should have seen it coming.com I'm Brett Sasso I really appreciate the time that you give me in listening to what I have to say God bless everybody down in Texas and those poor families and Say a prayer for all of those those people tonight and, and for the rest of the year as far as I'm concerned. God bless everyone. Stay safe.